Conversation Anyway. This is Boring Conversation Anyway, a Star Wars podcast. Brought to you by the guys at flyguy.net, dbsw.net, and youtube.com slash sithlord229. Boring Conversation Anyway is officially sponsored by bigbadtoystore.com. Thousands of toys and cool collectibles shipping worldwide. Make sure you check out bigbadtoystore.com for their hot pre-orders and new arrivals. Also sponsored by chowrintoys.com, the world's second biggest Lego store. All new and hard to find Lego. This is Boring Conversation Anyway, episode 28. And this is Flyguy from flyguy.net. With me is someone who's been missing out there in Hoth for one while, and then I think we lost him out in Tatooine, and, and he's back. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Long time no, uh, no talk. Uh, okay, yeah, let's just, talk. Yeah, this is Wit from Distracted by Star Wars for new listeners who haven't heard me yet or an old guys who have missed me being on the air. Exactly. Uh, I've definitely missed being on the air. I've uh, been itching to talk Star Wars for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's plenty to talk about today, that's for sure. We were trying to get uh, a couple of other people on today, and uh, we haven't seen some of them yet, so some, someone may drop in from time to time, but um, it's good to have Whip back, back in the old, the old should we see saddle? I don't know, whatever. Um, Okay, so back on with the show and all the rest of it. Uh, first thing we've got to talk about really is, um, well, I, I just put this on the list and I saw it last night. Have you seen The Bark Side? I did. I had a few friends send it to me, yeah. <laughs> I have to say I like it much better than like the dogs singing Christmas carols. Uh, Which I've not uh, seen. Uh, well, it's not really necessarily a video, but I've <clears throat> just over the years I've, I've heard uh, at Christmas time albums of dogs and cats singing Christmas carols and it's it's the same kind of thing as this commercial and for those that don't know what we're talking about this is a Volkswagen commercial with a bunch of dogs that look like Star Wars characters I think they did a pretty good job of that they did and, uh, <laughs> and it's all original trilogy too with Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie and Darth and the bulldog is a stormtrooper I thought was funny I didn't uh, realize of course yeah and you had yeah. a ticket well I didn't see Princess Leia in there but I'm sure she's in there but uh I think she's the lower left-hand side. They got a dog there with big buns on either side of its head, and it's oh it's sort of a you know a reddish-colored one. Uh, it's not dark-haired like Leia, but whatever. So this is all hyping up the um, uh, take it the uh, uh, NFL games you guys will have on the January twenty-seventh. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure when it is anymore. I know it's either the end of January, or beginning of February, and yeah, the big Super Bowl, which. If you're not a sports fan, if you're a media fan like myself, I just watch it for the commercials. Um, I mean, I've been to Super Bowl parties for the last two or three years now and haven't watched a second of the game. But as soon as halftime starts, I come, I run inside for the commercial. Or nowadays, they had you can typically get like a YouTube video of all of them the next day, uh, so you don't even have to bother going exactly. to the party know, if you don't I want know, to. I Jeez, I don't know what they're going to get up to. They, they just seem to be saying, you know, um, subscribe and follow, and I don't know, maybe they'll send you some uh, stickers or flyers or something. They'll probably download something to print out, and uh, I don't know, quite. Uh, what's it got to do with the dogs? That's the thing. I'm like, what? I, that's the same thing I'm thinking. Is what has it got to do with dogs? I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe they're doing a sport utility vehicle or something. I, but yeah, I have oh. no idea. I have no idea. It's a Volkswagen. Because last year's Star Wars reference was the kid used the Force to start the car because you could do it remotely and the dad was playing along. Um, Yeah, so I have no idea what the dogs are doing. Maybe Volkswagen, I mean, a car just for dogs. Never mind. Um, So anyway, yeah, so January 27th and head along to the 
the website. We'll put it in the show notes, and uh, you can watch the Barkside as all these dogs bark out John Williams' Imperial March. It's um, it's actually really good. <laughs> it's really quite long as well, actually. But never mind. Um, so there you go, Barkside for Volkswagen. The other one just uh, scraped up some news items going around because it has been uh, December and January, and news has been a little kind of quiet in some ways. Um, but this one really caught my eye. Obviously, the Phantom Menace is gearing up big style across the globe as the, the, we approach the kind of 14th of January uh, release date. But uh, a French site, mintinbox.net, um, <laughs> they've came up with this dark burger, uh, dark Vidor burger and a Jedi <laughs> burger. Had you yeah. seen this before? I had seen it. I, I thought it was a joke at first, the first time because i mean somebody just sent me the image um and i had no reference as to what it was um yeah that black burger bun that they do oh, for man. the dark side i that freaks me out i mean <laughs> i know all these burgers we get are all chemically processed and preserved exactly. and everything anyway but i don't want to see it like that <laughs> it's just not appetizing i'm sorry it's the comments that uh, have been uh, uh, put on websites and stuff about this dark vader burger oh it's just hilarious but um, yeah, yeah, it's just what is that going to come out like? The food dye in that thing alone. I don't know what else can make food black, but charcoal. Yeah, just, yeah, food coloring of some sort. I mean, I made I made a blue cake one time for a bake sale back in elementary school, and everybody was it didn't sell at all. Everybody was kind of grossed out by the blue cake. Uh, and I feel the same way about this burger. I did think it was cool though that my friend uh, uh, Carly Tron uh, is a fan of DBSW up in Canada, and she sent me a. Uh, a hamburger that she had built uh, at about the same time. And it's a couple of patties and she made a Chewbacca out of it. <laughs> and uh, I, I used a joke that I had seen on the internet a little while ago. of How's the burger? It's a little chewy, you know, and, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh my God. Some of the old ones yeah. are good. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the, uh, the boring conversation anyway, listeners, the, the very cool Eric D uh, uh-huh. had uh, scraped up a couple of comments from uh, different websites just on that dark burger. Uh, and some of the comments were really good, such as, uh, in your belly, it will bring a whole new meaning to pain and suffering as it is slowly <laughs> digested over a thousand years, which it probably Ugh. may well be, because, uh, yeah. Um, and the other one was, if you scarf me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Not so good. Ooh. But I loved the one, which was, I ate them. I ate them all. They're gone every single bite of them. And not just the burgers, but the fries and the sodas too. They're like, <laughs> I devour them like animals. I ate them. So, <laughs> excuse my crappy theatrical kind of stuff there, but uh, just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So, um, yes, thank you, Eric, for those comments. And, and thank you for this uh, French chain, just for making this damn burger on its own, I think I have to say. It's... Uh, but the thing, it reminded me of the robot chicken sketch with the uh, burnt leathery bacon um, kind of skit. So, uh, God knows. I don't, know, right. but I don't know whether it'll ever get over to you guys. Quick Burgers, do you have that in the States? No, I, I, I don't know. And I don't know if they have like a counterpart uh, yeah. here in the States. Um, I mean, it's kind of weird because when I was, when I did my road trip this last summer uh, on the East Coast, we have a lot of the same brands that we have on the West Coast, but yeah. they're different names. Um Totally different names, but same logo, same font, and everything used for it, but uh, completely different names. Uh, so that was a little deceiving. Hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, well, that's the burger. And um, I've seen a couple of other bits and pieces of when I was over there. I was over in the States just at Christmas, and um, there was a lot of Phantom Menace uh, point-of-sale uh, displays, like huge 
uh, kind of billboards that you could actually stand behind and put your face through Darth Mauls, but they were all cardboards. They were, they were already wrecked. I mean, they just basically put them up. But have you seen yeah. much kind of hype for Phantom Menace in the States and products um, now? Definitely not like it was in 99 yeah, when it sure. first came out. I mean, that was nuts. I mean, every Pepsi can and everything. <laughs> uh, no, and I, I haven't even seen, although I don't really keep an eye out for them, uh, like any of the promotional items that I know Brisk Ice Tea is doing something, yep. and I know that uh, Gogurt is doing something, and that those are horrible looking, that the, the glow-in-the-dark lightsabers printed on the Gogurt yeah, uh, yeah. squeeze tubes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I'm not a fan of, of the overhype marketing thing, but I do hope people go to see it in the theaters uh, so that we, so that, you know, if the rumors are true that if it, if it does well, we'll get to see all of the movies, but if it does bad, then they'll just stop. Uh, And I would like to see them all come to the theaters. So I hope, I hope the marketing works, although it, I hope it doesn't get too cheesy. Well, I think you were, we talked about this a a couple of weeks ago, I think on the last podcast or something, we were saying, what's the hype going to be like? And, and it was almost as if uh, it's probably going to be very much like the special editions, if you remember that, way, way, way mm-hmm. back. So it's big, mm-hmm. but it's just not as big as The Phantom Menace. And it's it's obviously it's a re-release of a movie. So uh, right. there's one other one I'd seen, which is kind of cool. I think it's coming to just the US and Australia, which is um, uh, Kellogg's were doing a little Jedi spoon, a little uh, glow-in-the-dark lightsaber spoon, I think, which they did years ago. So it's probably just the same thing again. Yeah, you, that might be exclusive to the states, or I mean, to to Australia then, because I was listening to a different podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they were going through all of the the items, and I forget which uh, they were they were wishing that they could get the spoons that they had before because somebody had ruined theirs in the dishwasher, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but it sounded like they were going to give us like a pin or something in in the cereals here. Ooh, I don't, nice. I don't know. I don't buy cereal anymore, so I don't. <laughs> and I'm trying to cut back on the merchandise that I pick up these days. Yeah. Like it can get a little, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen some videos in the past when people collected everything from Phantom <laughs> Menace, and it was, yeah, as you said, every tin can and every napkin, and yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, 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 anyway. So, um, Lou, the next thing is, you know, you are a superstar here, man, because there's a director's edition of a movie being made. And you're in it four yeah. times. So, uh, yeah. Take this one. I don't know much about it. You do. Okay. Well, this is the uh, the Emmy Award winning uh, for interactive uh, Emmy, uh, the Star Wars Uncut project that came out a couple years ago where they divided up the whole movie into 15-second clips and threw it out to the internet and people rebuilt those clips and then they stitched it all together. Uh, well, Casey Pews, uh, who started the whole thing, he... Um, uh, within the last day or two has finally they had it on the website where you could watch the whole movie in sequence but now they've actually uh stitched it all together and done a director's cut where he chose all of his favorite scenes um i know one of mine are in there i did four of them um and so we'll see uh i have to finish watching it i only got through about 20 minutes of it this morning uh <clears throat> but i'll watch it all together it, it flows pretty well uh, i was i was a little worried if it was going to be seizure inducing, inducing where it's <laughs> switching up every 15 seconds, but it, it flows pretty well. Um, and uh, what sequences do you? Um, what sequences okay, so did the, you do? The um, let's see. I'll 
let's see, should I do? Should I tell you the order that I of the ones that I as I did them, or the order they came in the movie? But I'll just go with the ones that came in the movie. Uh, so so far, I know that one of them that I did is C three PO and R two D two. When C three PO tells him off and says, "You know, fine, you go that way, I'll go this way," and they split <laughs> apart, and walk off in the desert. Okay. Uh, I also did another shot of. Des- uh, sand troopers and the dewback uh, on the hillside, and I can't remember. I think it's right before the Luxor droids scene. Um, so I also, I'll oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So you used Hasbro toys? I did. I used okay. all Hasbro toys, uh, and it was all stop motion. This is some of the first stop motion work I did. Some of the only stop motion work I've done. Uh, but uh, I was glad they were only fifteen second clips because that, that stuff's a lot. <laughs> Man. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, uh, a, that's still a long time, isn't it? Fifteen seconds is what a good. Well, if you if you were doing video, you do twenty nine point nine seven frames per second, thirty frames per second, essentially. Um, and film is twenty four frames per second. I cheated and I did about twelve frames per second, so it's a little choppier. Um, and uh, and I ran into problems like. You know, the R2-D2 I was using for the first part of the scene had a reflective dome. And then when I went to go to the close-up of him, you saw the camera and me and everything else reflected in his dome. And so I had to I had to recast R2-D2 halfway through the scene and go buy a new R2-D2 that <laughs> had a reflective dome. Um, little things like that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that term for that. Um, uh, I did... The third scene I have in it is the... Uh, they're in the hangar, and it's Luke trying to convince Han to to come along and join the fight. And that was a pain in the butt. That was the first one I actually shot, and that was a pain in the butt because Han kept dropping the case as I was animating it. And, uh, <laughs> and you used the VOTC Han Solo, if I remember, the most awesome Han ever. I did, I did. And that video got a lot of publicity because that was the third video uploaded for the project. Um, there were two other ones that got uploaded right away. And they were just crap. They were really, really bad. And the whole project was starting to get popularity on the internet. It was starting to get press and get cycled around. And I, it needed a better representation, I thought, of the work, trying to step it up a little bit. So I did that Han and Luke shot. Uh, and I got it up there as the third scene finished. And it was right then that big sites like Wired and Make Magazine and Popular Science and a bunch of others uh, were picking up the story. And they used my video as an example of what it was. Um, and so I got like 50,000 views on that video in the first weekend it was there. Fantastic. Um, you, 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 that's, the, that's the only one I think you've got on your YouTube, YouTube channel. You don't have uh, any other ones, do you? I think the one I've got on the YouTube is the fourth one I did. And you were technically only supposed to do three, but I was, they were taking a while to get them all done. And I was so excited I wanted to do another. And so I wrote Casey and he said, yeah, sure, you know, you've done great. Go ahead and do a fourth one. And so I did the, the shootout in the, uh, the Death Star detention block. Um, and that one was fun because that was the first time I ever did special effects. Everything else had been done on camera, uh, but this one I went back and added lasers to it. Oh. Um, uh, lasers, sorry. Lasers. <laughs> yeah, it was. Cool you know, it was so tedious too. I mean, you know, there's like 27 frames where I had to go in individually in Photoshop and put in a little red streak and uh, and do that. Um, I actually did another video later where I have Luke lighting a lightsaber and I was just too lazy to go in and <laughs> animate the lightsaber. <laughs> One of these days, you know, I'll do my, my, uh, director's cut. <laughs> yeah. What was I, I was going to say, Oh, the special edition. That's what I'll do. I'll release it then. Uh, um, so yeah, that's, that's out now. Go to star Wars uncut. Um, check it out. Watch the whole thing. Um, it's well worth it. 
I, I just quickly went through a couple of scenes this morning. I thought, oh my god, this is the one that wits in, and I, I, I don't know, really know anyone else who's using it. Actually, I have to say. Um, so, um, but yeah, definitely, it jumps the the difference from um, like the scene you did. I have to say, I think again because of Hasbro's quality, those figures, which looks very realistic, and of course, your mm-hmm. full film work. It, um, it, you know, you can almost replicate the movie with it that way. But there's other ones, the sequences where there's people with who have paper plates and. With yeah. a on it and stuff, and you're kind of like, what? what the yeah, there's some is? really bad ones, and there's some really creative ones. I mean, lots of lots of stop motion and animation stuff came out right. of it, and uh, not just with Hasbro toys, but with cardboard cutouts. And there's right. one with beer bottles with like faces taped to the beer bottles, and <laughs> and it's the stormtroopers walking Leia down to talk to Vader in the hallway at the beginning. And when you get to Vader, it's a black label bottle of Johnny Walker and as he breathes, the liquid inside of it goes up and down with his breath. Um, it's just, yeah. it's phenomenal. And it's all shot at a bar. You see guys in the background playing pool and stuff and it's all choppy because it's all stop motion and they're moving what, more than the bottles are and stuff. It's just little, you know, I as as a creative person and an animator, I, you know, loved watching them all come in as they were, uh, as the project was going along. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to sit and down and watch that as well. Two hours and that's the thing. I think it's longer than the actual movies. Of course, well, I don't understand, but um, I he did put it's... in a little bit at the beginning, but it it shouldn't be too much longer uh, than okay. the the actual movie. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Star Wars Uncut episode. Well, the thing is, if he's done this now, if you guys have all done this now, you know, you've got another five films to make. So you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was talking about. Uh, you know, is he going to do Empire next? You know, maybe he wants to do Indiana Jones next or uh, some other popular movies from that time. Um, and uh, I think, if nothing else, Star Wars was a great, great way to kick it off. Yeah, um, I'd sure. love to do some Empire ones, especially now that there's new Tauntauns and things out. <laughs> Gold. No, mind. Oh, well, that was uncut. Awesome looking thing. I can't wait to watch that. That sounds really good. And um, hope your scenes have been kept for the director's cut. I don't know what he's done or what the difference will be in the director's cut. But I assume he just went through and took his favorites of all of them. Because originally, and this was part of what made it, what helped it win an Emmy was, you know, not only did you upload, was it a big crowdsourcing project where everybody came together from everywhere uh, to build it um people then had to go in and vote on which ones because there were multiple scene you had to vote on which ones got in and which ones got higher ranked um and that was a situation where i tried to sort of you know tell people like hey go vote for mine but i hate i hate self-promotion i just i can't do it it's not that i hate it it's just that it's not what i'm good at (laughs) (laughs) it's so uh well we will give you a promotion and we'll definitely tell people to go and watch and that um uh, still pass on some comments about your your sequences and stuff because I thought they were awesome for years. I, I just that was the that was one of the first introductions that I almost knew of you was the uh, stop motion stuff you'd seen on YouTube. But um, anyway, mm-hmm. we will give you a channel a plug and people have a kind of a look at that. Um, I went this weekend just literally two days ago to um, a thing here in Melbourne. It happens every year. I went last year uh, and it was huge, but this year was even bigger. It's called Brickvention. Um, it runs on a Friday, Saturday, and today, which is the Sunday uh, of uh, January, and it's just humongous. It's probably the largest, I believe it is anyway, the largest Lego gathering in the Southern Hemisphere, and um, it's huge. It's absolutely huge. Tons coming around uh, from all over the world actually came here and display their what they call mocks, MOCs, made my own creation. So um, there's a couple of videos up there. A lady, a fantastic lady called April Stain, she's a 
cosplay person. She's a Mandalorian merc. She's got costumes. And she has the biggest ton of Lego you've ever seen. She has... <laughs> um, she made this amazing Hoth diorama with a, a falcon buried underneath it with the opening doors for Echo Base. There's a little Wampa cave at the end that's getting a, a, a Tauntaun mauled, a couple of Atats, and you've got to see this thing. So we've chucked up a video up onto YouTube and have a look at that. She's also got a Clone Wars version there too. Now that was just the Star Wars stuff, but there was a Lego with her themselves talking about all their uh, plans for the future. They released some uh, new brands at this show, so some brand new stuff kind of got announced, and it was awesome, I have to say, and some great people there selling stuff too. So picked up a lot of little um, uh, packages you can get. One, one of the, the, the companies here was called Brick Forge. Many Lego people will know about them, brickforge.com, and you can buy a little uh, tactical packs for your minifigures and enhance them and give them better blasters and all sorts of stuff, and... Just amazing kind of bits and pieces here. And another bunch of guys was shopped for me, a local store here, and they just did nothing but the coolest toys. <laughs> brand new toys, brand new Star Wars, hard to find Lego. It was just an amazing day. So I'd tell people to go along, but by the time this gets released, it's um, it's gone. But um, awesome day. I think you've, so you've, you were saying toys. Is that is that only Lego, or did they also have other lines of toys there too? They also had loads of Star Wars stuff. They had uh, Master Replicas. They had um, EFX. They also had Kota Bikaya. Wow. The, and Sideshow. Sideshow by the ton. So, uh, <laughs> they became my local drug supplier of uh, toys. And that's just... Oh, anyway. Such a good day. But I, I think you guys have something... There's quite a few... I'm not expecting you to know it, but there's certainly quite a few Lego conventions uh, in the States on an annual basis. Have you ever been to one, heard of one? or? I haven't, but I have heard <clears throat> um, my nephew is totally Lego crazy. He gets the Lego fan club magazine that sure. comes with a DVD and stuff. And so, I mean, that DVD came packed. I mean, we, we sat down one night and we're like, oh, yeah, we'll watch this. I'm expecting it's like 20, 30 minutes the most. There's like six hours of content on this thing. Oh. And it's it's everything from videos that Lego has sort of sponsored in ways um, for promotional purposes. Uh, it's got episodes of the, oh, what are those? Oh, I can't remember what they're called. The bigger guys, they're sort of like the, they snap together and they're... Bionics they, they or the... Yeah, those Keto Factory? Of, yep. That's what they're called now. That's right. That's what I was looking for. Um, all kinds of things. But then they had some documentaries on how Legos are made, which was really fun. Um, and then they also talked about some of the conventions. And there's one in Seattle that... Um, it comes at a good time of year, and I told my nephew, I was like, we're driving up there next next year. Like, I want to go. I want to take you. I think it's called Brick Expo or something like that's that. That's the one? That's one, yep. Yeah. It's, uh, it, that's going to be some show as well. I have to say, I think from the stop motion point of view we were just talking about, the volume of people there who were making little mini movies or have done – I'm not yeah. kidding. You. There was displays of cities, some maybe 20 meters long. Wow. Uh, you know, and uh, trains going in amongst them. There was a fully working roller coaster. There was a <laughs> seven meter tall uh, Saturn rocket. Seven meters tall. It oh was just stunning. And one of the guys that um, that made this rocket is a guy called Ryan McNaught. He's the only, yet again in the Southern Hemisphere, the only Lego certified professional. Uh, but this guy makes, you know, uh, he made a three-ton shark for the Sydney Aquarium uh, that hangs <laughs> from the ceiling. Three tons of Lego. But he was, <laughs> he was getting to showing you some of the, the things and how they make it. And it's all a lot of maths and there's a lot of steel work underneath it. But 
Yeah. It's just fascinating to go along to these conventions, and, and I really urge a lot of people. Steve was on a, a while back, Sith Lord 229. He's been a couple of uh, conventions last year in the UK, and he raved about a couple of uh, shows that they had there. There's a great one in the UK. So if you never get it, if you always read about these things and you never get a chance to go to them, um, try and go because uh, these things. I've been to one celebration in my time. Uh, I think you've been to one, haven't you? I haven't. I'm going. I'm hoping to go next year. You're hoping to go next plan. year. Yeah. But um, they're amazing. They really are amazing. These things, and you just yeah, you gotta go once or twice. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely the two that I've been to as far as uh, like conventions goes. I've been to WonderCon, which happens here in the Bay Area, and I've been to San Diego Comic Con now. I yep. went last year, and uh, those those seem a little bit more just straight out marketing. Uh, I look forward to the Lego ones just because you get all of those and you use the term MOC, which is my own creation. I guess I never yeah, heard that yeah, before. Yeah. I'd always wondered what that stood for, and it makes perfect <laughs> sense. Um, it seems like you get a more more of that stuff. Uh, you know, I know at Comic Con they have Artist Alley, and you can see things like that. But exactly. you know, I really get a kick out of user creations and more community kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I, I look forward. I hope in Celebration is going to be kind of like that. Fantastic. No, no, they're, they're good fun, and you just get to meet people that you just wouldn't normally. And ended up talking to one guy who made the biggest Lego Batman cave I've ever seen. Uh, oh, it's just stunning. Stunning oh, my stuff. Nephew, my nephew would go for that. He's all into oh. the, the DC line. Uh, but I'll get into that more when we talk toys. I know, I know, uh, I know. Um, a new book was uh, released um, literally just the last couple of days ago here, and I think in the States, I think it's just coming out in the UK <clears throat> this week or the next week, uh, Darth Plagueis the Wise. Had you heard mm-hmm. much about it, or are you kind of interested in picking that up? Or um, I am interested in it. I've, I've heard about it for a little while now, you know, and I've definitely wanted to find out more about him. Uh, uh, especially since he's a, he's a, he's not a human. That's right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he's a, what is it? A, a mun or something? A mun, yeah. The banking clan guys or something. Right. He just, the least likely species yeah. I would think to be a, a Sith. And then you find out that his master is a Bith. And so you've got a Bith Sith. Um, <laughs> uh, I think we Which, just found our show uh, title, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> <That's it>. uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. Uh, I was trying to, <clears throat> I was keeping an eye out for it the other day just to see if it was on the shelf when I was picking up toys at Target, but I didn't see it. There's also another one out with Dash Rendar uh, in it. I can't remember the name. Oh, of the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll but try that just came it. out. That one just came out, and that one sounded like. Uh, an interesting book. It doesn't have. It has an appearance by Han Solo, and there's some continuity issues dealing with Lando. Um, I guess from what I heard about the review. Yep. But it sounds like it's. Uh, you know, it doesn't deal with the Force. It's a little bit more uh, action adventure mystery type Star Wars novel, which you know sounds like kind of a nice change of pace. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've been reading. You know, I've gone and I've read the Darth Bane trilogy recently and the Republic Commandos uh, books. I'm about two and a half books into that right now. And I'm really getting a kick out of that. But at the same time, you get a a little tired of the sorcery. You know, I like a good action adventure story. I've been watching 24 recently and really getting into that kind of uh, uh, stuff. Is that still Um, going? It's not, but it it, it is. It's done. I never watched it originally, um, and I have to say I talked a bunch of smack about it back in the day, but I never watched it. So I'm watching it now. It's on Netflix streaming, and uh, that's my TV fix these days. (laughs) I was feeling a little under the weather, and I got through almost all of one season, basically watching it within 24 hours almost. (laughs) Uh, So that that was pretty fun. Uh, 
Yeah, they, they were great shows. The first three or four seasons were were awesome, and they just and then it just turned into this. Oh, here we go, Jack again, and just he would shout at Chloe, and anyway, it just went on forever. Oh my god, I know. I'm in the third season right now, and suddenly like Nina pops up as the bad guy again. Uh, and you're like, wait, she's in it again? Like, oh, I know. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's fun, and actually, I mean, this kind of brings me up to another news note that I didn't see in your nose or notes here. To <laughs> my nose. <laughs> um. Was the uh, you know they have a working title now for the TV show with the Star Wars Underworld? Underworld, it. that's right, that's right. Yeah. And it and it sort of sounds like it might follow along that that same sort of thing I was talking about with the Dash Rendar book, where it's you know not so force and mystical and all that, but it's a little bit. More, it sounds like it might be a little bit more uh, like you know Law and Order drama type thing. Um, mm. We've got bounty hunters and political drama and things, uh, so that. That might be interesting. Uh, I, you know, I get a kick out of that kind of stuff, and you know, excellent. No, no, definitely for sure. The, the thing that got me just going back to um, Darth Plagueis the Wise or the Beth Sith. Who, yeah, yeah. Which which one? So is Plagueis the Mun or the Beth? Plagueis is the Mun. Plagueis is the Mun. No, Plagueis is the Mun, and his master was a Beth, and I I can't remember his. Ah. It was like Tragius or something. I can't remember off the top of my head, and I'm probably okay, totally cool, wrong, cool. but. You know, and that's then, what the internet is there for to correct us. Yes, indeed, exactly, exactly. Um, cool. Though. Well, there are two books that are new, and I think Dash was always. I mean, he was a Shadows of the Empire guy, and he was definitely chucked in there for the we need a Han Solo kind of guy, and you know they chucked him. Yeah. Back. So yeah, it's good to see him getting some love because he didn't really get any for years, I think. So um, never mind. Yeah, and I heard uh, I heard Nathan P. Butler's um, review of that. He he you know he does stuff for Star Wars Action News sure. for the Republic this thing and it, the timeline gold is his project and things but he uh he's not a fan of dash rendar for that very reason that you just said you know oh we need a han solo for you know the yeah. shadows of the Empire <laughs> series and uh, so he always kind of resented him for that and he also doesn't like the author who did this book um for some of his previous works because uh, he's a big continuity guy and i guess this author tends to kind of butcher a continuity um but he he really enjoyed the books he gave it a, a good review he said if he hadn't gotten in a you know, a review copy, he wouldn't have picked it up, but he's glad he read it. Um, and so that got me excited about it. Cause I tend to like a lot of his opinions and stances on some, on, on the way the star Wars universe works. Cool. 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 No, definitely. There's, he's got some amount of knowledge. I have to say some amount of knowledge. Um, on uh, the next point we have is uh, you as well, really. Well, we can talk quickly. I mean, Star Wars Underworld has been the, the new TV show title, but we haven't really got any more news than that. I haven't heard of any of you. No, just no. that, <clears throat> you know, I think they're still waiting for it to become affordable to, to do, you know, quality live action at, at a price that they can afford to do weekly or however often they do it. Um, no. I was actually just thinking about this that this morning and as good as the star wars uh clone wars has gotten like the animation just yep. the, the amount of detail they're putting into like you know ahsoka's chain on her forehead swinging when she uh, no. moves around <laughs> facial expressions yeah, in the wind yeah and i was thinking it was like okay so if they get you know they use you know that as a base model they get some of the like rendering like they did for the padawan menace because i mean there was some some textures and stuff in there that just felt so real um like the gold on c-3po i thought they did an amazing job on um, you know, and they get some of the guys from that team. They get some of the people who did those Bioware uh, advertisements for the the old Republic game, um, and then uh, and I figured then they get the guy who did the facial expressions for the Benjamin Button movie, and they could oh, they wow. could do yeah. yeah you know they could go back and re 
do Han Solo movies if they wanted to, I'm sure, you know, just, you know, copy Harrison Ford's face and, you know, I don't know, anything's possible. No, I know it is. No, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Some of these films, I just saw Tintin at the weekend, uh, finally yeah. managed to get a chance to see that. And it's just the quality, the animation is mind-blowingly good. It's The whole film's been mo-cap, motion-capped. Um, but it's just, wow, Andy Serkis has done the most amazing facial kind of uh, movements and Scottish voice, I think I have to say. Uh, great film if you get a chance to see it. Um, yeah, the previews looked really good. Oh, it's done, and it's really, it's good for adults too. It's very funny, lots of uh, good uh, fun and lots and lots of alcohol in it as well, which is, <laughs> yes, Tintin, but it's full of booze. Anyway. Um must be that Scottish influence. <laughs> Very much so, it seems. Um, talking about movies, you've been to see Red Tails, George Lucas's new film. Yeah, I did. I went and I saw it last night, uh, opening night here in the States. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, gotta, I, I, I definitely recommend going to see it. I, Excellent. There were a couple of things that I you know, wasn't – I thought it looked a little bit too green screened. kind of reminded me when I saw the last Indiana Jones movie, the Crystal Skull one. Mm. And uh, – Everything just looked a little bit too Star Wars prequel-ish. I don't know how to put it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, once I got past that, uh, the action in it is amazing. Like the dog fights and all that, are they're, they're so good. Um, you know, definitely on par, if not better, than the, uh, the trench run scenes from the original Star Wars movie. I mean, just that kind of excitement. And uh, I think... Uh, I was just going to say, the thing that gets me as well is the original, um, I can't shake it in my brain, it's just as a young kid seeing the the very first time some pre-production work for Star Wars as a young kid, which obviously was sketches of Ralph McQuarrie's work and mm-hmm. some of the um, storyboards, and it was all this World War II footage that George Lucas had and he he'd placed into it. And, you know, the kind of story of the lore, of, you know, he put in the, the footage while uh, ILM still were redoing all the scenes. And, and it's mm-hmm. almost this continuity thing this part they always seem to want to do this stuff and, and then he finally has so it's uh what sounds from what i've heard it's he's been working on this uh it's been 20 years now he's wanted to do this movie um and uh he finally just did it he had the, i guess he couldn't get hollywood to finance it uh you know he's uh, going on and on about how it's an all-black cast and hollywood wouldn't finance that Jeez. and so he financed it himself and I think some of that publicity is that's been going around about that recently is just so that he can get people to buy tickets and make his money back on it. Uh, but it's it's a good movie. It definitely has that. At first, I was thinking it was sort of a Disney feel to it, and then I realized it's that Lucas kind of you know yeah. feel good feel to it. Um, and so it's a little cheesy at points, um, but like I said, the action more than makes up for that. I wasn't a big fan of the music. Um, it it didn't feel. The music felt too modern to me, and it didn't. It sort of pulled me out sometimes. Of the, mm. and I, I kind of wish they'd done some time period type stuff because I mean, there's some. It was great music back in those days and during World War II, and there were lots of shots of the guys around camp and things. And I, one thing I always like about war movies <laughs> is typically when guys are hanging out around camp, there's always a radio playing, and you always have some of the music from that time going on. Mm. Um, and and I'm sorry, but a bunch of black guys during World War II, and is <clears throat> and they use a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of jive talking and things in it. And I know they had some good music playing on their, in their campsites. I wish they would have put that in the movie. Yeah. Um, and they don't shy away. You know, the N word is dropped a couple of times. There's some racial um, stuff going on, but, and, but I mean, that's what this movie's about. And they, they could have really gone into it. Uh, Cause I mean, 
you know, they, these guys weren't allowed to fly because they were black. And at that time, the military was segregated. Um, and they, I don't want to say they candy coated that, but they didn't go into it as deeply as they could. They stuck more to just dealing with the characters, you know, making you care about them and dealing with the action. The action was awesome. Uh, the dog fights are so good. Excellent. Um, it, and it gets right into it. I mean, I missed the first couple of minutes of the movie, it is, but as soon as I walked in, they're they're taken down and blowing up a train and big epic explosion. And you know, there's there's shots just just like Star Wars where they blow up the guy and he flies through the explosion and stuff. I mean, it's it's really cool. But, uh, well, he's still one of the best directors I've ever seen, despite all the criticism yeah. of some of the prequels and stuff. He still made some of the finest movies. So uh, yeah, I'll definitely well, he didn't he didn't this. direct this one. He was just the producer. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I thought he directed. Yeah. it. Oh, okay. No, that's that's the other thing too. Is not only was it an all black cast, but it was a black director too, um, and uh, so that was some of this uh, drama that's been going around yeah, recently. The, the... You know, Ooh. and yeah. Uh, okay, well, Red Tails is out, and it's uh, certainly it should be coming to most countries soon. So uh, try and pick it up and let us know what you think if uh, you agree with Wit and see if you 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 want to go and see this and see what you think. Um. It's been a while since you and I spoke about the Clone Wars, obviously. Um, I thought I would kind of go back a little bit. Just to, Probably the, the biggest episodes, I think, um, I thought maybe worthwhile just having a quick catch-up with you on was all the general uh, Krell ones, mm-hmm. Darkness and Umbara. If I take it you've caught up and you've seen most of these episodes? Or... Oh, yeah, I'm totally caught up. You're totally caught up. I saw, I saw last night's episode and everything. So uh, wait, what did you think of some of the Carnage of Krell episodes, the... There was a kind of three or four per arc. It was four. I wish it had four. been three, though. I th- I thought it went on a little bit long, uh, personally. I mean, granted, I I loved watching all the clones, and you know, I really fell in love with some of those guys. You know, that the characters were done so great. Uh, but I I did think they could have made three episodes out of it, um, or if they were going to go as long as they did, it really needed some sort of conclusion. I mean, we dealt with some. I mean, those clones was went through some stuff. And they did. They did. And it was just sort of like, all right, move on to the next thing. I mean, I don't know. know. I I think it it seems like a mini arc or a mini seed's been sown, which I think has been good. You're seeing much more um, issues where where Rex is getting slowly but surely pissed off with uh, the way things have been and and the Jedi and so forth and just the way they've been treated. And I don't know. I think we might come back to it, I think is what I'm saying. But yeah, uh, that's that's definitely a possibility. But but I would like to see a little bit more continuity between some of the episodes. I mean, it doesn't yeah, seem true. like it doesn't seem like much really affects the next one. But at the same time, now that I'm saying this, I'm also thinking. I mean, they're in war. I mean, they don't really have time to sit and yeah, get true. depressed about true. it. I mean, they they've got their orders. They got the next front to go handle and whatever. This the slaves episode didn't really uh, that that's kidnapped slaves of the republic uh, <clears throat> escape from cadaver. I think it was. Didn't do a mm-hmm. great deal for me, but um, certainly I didn't like the first episode of that arc too much. I thought it was a fun arc overall. Um, it, I actually it, want to go back and read the comic now. That's I exactly what I was going to say. So uh, I didn't know how closely it resembled the comic because I do remember the Slave Ahsoka cover that was a <laughs> controversy about at the time. But um, yeah, I didn't know whether it, it actually followed that arc or that story at all. If did you do you have you read that? Um, I haven't. I've been listening to so many different reviews and other podcasts talking about it. It sounds like there's there's a little bit of differences. Bit. Uh, yeah, you know, some different characters. I guess Asajj was still playing a part in the Clone Wars at that time, and you know, as of course in the comic or in the cartoons, she's sort of ostracized. She's not Dooku's sidekick right now, yeah, so yeah. she couldn't play that role unless they were doing a flashback yep. um, thing. But I 
I liked it. I, you know, I thought that was a fun arc. The, uh, I loved the, uh, the, the, basically the redoing of the revenge of the, the return of the Jedi sail barge escape where they even cut to the music and everybody kind of nods to each other. And oh, R2 yeah, suddenly fires it, yeah. the, fires the things out of the top and they start the whole battle there. Um, <laughs> Which got me thinking, does, does this mean that the whole plan of Return of the Jedi was R2-D2s? He's like, hey, 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 your dad did this one time, and it totally worked. You know, we got out of like... <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, he's the only thing that's the same in both of those battles. Yeah, but, I, know, yeah. I know, I know, I know. It's a good point, actually. I know they, they love to tie these little threads back and, and sew the seat, which sometimes works, and, and that one's not a bad one, but you're right, you know, you should do this, totally rocks, your dad did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you wonder whether uh, R2 spilled the beans, but... Uh... That's there was good. some other stuff I really liked. I thought the I thought the pacing of the whole arc was pretty good. I didn't because I thought, like I said, Embora I thought dragged a little bit in the middle, but mm. this one it was just it kept going. Um, you know, and there were some things that I thought, which always happens in Star Wars, of things being a little too convenient. Like suddenly a Jedi can do something that why didn't they do that twenty minutes ago? You know, tell or, me about you it. Know, tell me about it. Uh, that type of stuff. But it also made me think that you know maybe this whole thing was sort of planned out. Like they were planning to get captured a couple of times so they could figure out where stuff was and you know they were kind of holding back at times maybe and you know there was you know the plan goes a lot deeper than we thought which yep. again brings me back to 24 it's just you know you know they they know a lot more than we do as to what's going on there's these secret plans that were in plan in place a long time ago or something uh but yeah that i don't know i enjoyed the arc it was fun cool. i didn't think it was monumental or anything but i thought it was fun well, the one that had me, uh, no surprise, just a fanboy wetting my pants, I think, was this, uh, the Mandalorians and the Death Watch Return. There's a sequence in this, and I'm just going to skip straight to, through it, where, um, yeah. if you haven't seen it, spoiler alert and all that jazz, you know, don't listen. Um, you know the sequence I'm talking about, I think, hopefully. Ahsoka just turns around and slices the heads off. Oh, yeah, that was... That blew me Whew. away. I'm sitting watching that with my wife here, and she was like, Rewind that. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, we're watching oh, Murders great. of Mandalorians, but it was just so well done. Thinking this is a kid's show. It's getting darker and stickier as it goes on. It's just exactly what it needed. So, um, yeah, this whole season has. I mean, it's just getting darker and darker. I mean, from the shark biting the heads off in the first episodes. To, that's right. You know, the, that Gungan, I can't remember his name now, but that general who died. And then, oh, man, we've got all kinds of stuff, especially the Umbara arc. I mean, Man, clone against clone and all that stuff. Know, but then they, get, they got Rex killing the guy in the last one, and then he got, like you said, Ahsoka beheading people. And uh, oh, it was just and their Anakin's going all dark and twisted. The one I just watched uh, this weekend, uh, which is kind of eh, a little odd with the uh, uh, Cad Bane and uh, the the jail breakout and so forth. But uh, yeah, I got to watch that one again. I you know it was really noisy last night because it was raining so hard that i had trouble hearing some of the dialogue at the beginning but yeah. uh i'm gonna go back and watch it again tonight um the one i gotta go back to the mando episode though for there were, there were sure. a couple of things that i really liked that that battle scene with the senate guards where ahsoka runs out onto the hangar and she's like you know there are droids behind us you know def- you know cover us and i love that action scene i mean those guys just really stepped up and i thought the whole thing looked really really good it did um, it did and i I liked the snow. I liked, you know, like the, yeah, the snow gear yeah. and stuff and the vehicles and, of course, the Mandalorians. I had a little bit of mixed feelings on the target practice droids uh, subplot kind of thing where they, yeah. you know, they're shooting the droids and they have R2 fix the droids and then R2 
uses the droids to help him. I mean, yeah, it was cool, and it it I think that was more for the kids, but it was it was also done well. I li- I liked it. I thought it was a little cheesy, but I liked it. Um, I liked how uh, Pre Vizsla, um, uh, I forget the director's name, uh, from uh, Iron Man Two, John Favreau. Uh, mm-hmm. He just he became darker. He lost his uh, princely hair, and he became a little bit rougher yeah. and a scar and gruffer and kind of much more evil. And uh, yeah, really, really enjoyed that. And then when he torched the entire village and all these people, not not that I revel in people with murder and beheading, but um, <laughs> it certainly makes for watchable, grippable TV that kind of makes you go, "Whoa, that's that's pretty dark." Oh yeah, and I think it shows how bad of a person he was i mean you know he wasn't afraid to set fire to that village Mm. i I get a little tired of the i mean you know suddenly we're in tibet or something i don't you know the way lucas just kind of blatantly ripped off cultures and just like oh these are a peaceful spiritual people so they're you know asian monks basically (laughs) Uh, and the one thing that really bugged me about that was the cherry blossom trees that are in full bloom in the middle of winter with snow on everything and i was just like Man, Star Wars, you really mess up on the physics sometimes, but this is, man, but whatever. I'm just. It looked beautiful. That's that's the point, I guess. Oh, it definitely did. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the, the scenes where you couldn't tell if it was snow falling or petals falling off the things. And it just, yeah, it was, it was a good looking scene. And nice to see the, I think his name was Lux Bonteri, the uh, kind of um, Ahsoka's man crush. Uh, you know, we'd seen him once before. He's came back again and undoubtedly we're going to see him again and that that's a nice it's a little thread which it gets away from that constant kind of 20 minute show 20 minute show 20 minute you know all standalone to give it that kind of length yeah so yeah it's really good and dave filoni has announced i think it was on the the uh, force cast that uh the clone wars will touch upon and deal with order 66 which is uh which i, did, I, guess, I read that that i think yeah. that's cool well, if you think about it, it is. The Clone Wars is right up to that point. The Clone Wars is still on, so it would kind of be nuts not to touch up upon that kind of aspect and maybe the mop-up thereafter. So mm-hmm. could be really good. I'm certainly enjoying the show. It's, it's certainly not feeling tired four seasons in. It's not too, It's not reached that point yet where you're like, oh, here we go. But um, Yeah, no, I'm... I'm excited and can't wait each week now for the for the next episode. That that week over there, that break over the holidays for Christmas and New Year's and all that. That five weeks or something we had to wait. That was I know. that was quite a while. Give me my fix of the Clone Wars. I know. I was I was oh. bummed. I was like, oh no, don't leave me hanging on an arc. <laughs> well, talking about breaks and talking about uh, Clone Wars, uh, we just a little quick slot uh, for one of our uh, very cool suppliers and uh, uh, sponsors for the show it is chowrentoys.com c-h-o-c-h-o-w-r-e-n-t-o-y-s.com these guys are uh, billed as the world's second largest lego store and let me tell you uh, once you get on there you think you're going for five minutes it's like kind of when you say i'm just going on to internet for five minutes and, and two hours later you'll be on chowrent toys these guys have a ton of old Hard to find, discontinued, and brand new Lego. So if you get a chance, go on and look. And if you uh, put flyguy.net into the checkout in the show notes, um, you can pick up a free. And if you've spent over 35 bucks, which I presume you will have, uh, you'll pick up a little mini um, Republic attack shuttle for absolutely free. So, uh, yep, there you go, Cherry Toys. Have a have a look at that. And uh, again, just uh, we'll put it in the show notes. But check out flyguy.net that when you check out your order or spend over thirty five bucks, and you get this cool little free Lego shuttle. So there we go for that. 
So, uh, back on to the next slot, which is toy time. Uh, Look, one of the, just going kind of working back in some kind of uh, chronological, kind of chronological order, um, Sideshow just announced a 12-inch battle droid and stap, which looks pretty damn cool. Um, Slightly annoyed about this, I have to say. I just bought two (laughs) things. And now they bring it with one and with the, the staff on it, but um, the, the the set that comes with two doesn't come with a stand, which is uh, anyway. Um, so yep, if you really want to, uh, you're not going to be short of battle droids to collect in the sideshow universe, that's for sure. So 12 inch staff is out there with a battle droid, um, and uh, you can find out more information in a couple of days from sideshow as to the exact price and uh, all the other details that's in the pack. The other one yeah. that got me really sorry, go for it. I was going to say, are they going to do the same thing Hasbro did and change the mold every time they make a new uh, battle oh. droid? Well, <laughs> the picture they show that I thought maybe even the one with the stat might come with maybe like a like um nine, you know, like a, a yellow paint or micro binocular. Nope, same old uh, battle droid. Hmm. So um, yeah, it's, I don't know, but uh, these toys are not cheap. So it would have been good if they told us they were going to do that, but then I mean, they got to make their money, but. So another figure that's coming here soon, uh, IG-88, will be with us next week. Sideshow have already told us they've shipped it. So we'll get a okay, review so that of was, that. That was a pre-order and it's shipping now? Is that what's it's going on? shipping. Everything seems to be shipping right now. Um, okay. So that's one bounty hunter. We've still got Boba Fett to come, but um, they also teased this week Bosk. I don't know whether you managed to see that at all or... No? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Oh. It looks and it looks amazing. As usual with Sideshow, the, uh, the detail on the cloth... The facial sculpt, you just get a quick tease, but it's enough to know that this is going to be another cool uh, bounty hunter figure they've got. It, it looks pretty good so far. Quick question on the uh, pre-sales. Do they, um, is it the type of thing where you order it, give them your credit card number, and then they charge you when it ships? They charge you when it ships. On oh, some- man, that's got to be tough when they ship a bunch. <laughs> oh, exactly. They just ship like three. And I'm like, no. Um, <laughs> that was a very weak Darth Vader. No. Um <laughs> There's loads of stuff that they're shipping, but they do have FlexPay. Um, and certainly, BigBadToyStore.com, they actually have a little bit off-site show. So if you want to save like sometimes $10, $20, go to Big Bad Toy Store because they ship so much of it that I think they get enough of a discount that um, Sideshow give them a little bit off. So there you go. There's a little bit to save you some money. Um, I still can't afford them. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start, it is a dark my friend. I know. That's why I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. On to more affordable toys, although we end up buying probably as much of these as it would uh, cost to buy a sideshow, is um, yeah. a never-ending sequence of leaked images, it seems. Um, I, I'm presuming you got to see these. The Return of the Jedi uh, leaked images of the Vintage Collection. Luke, Colonel Kraken... Um, Princess Leia Sandstorm, Lando Calrissian Sandstorm, uh, a Mon Calamari Rebel pilot, yeah, and of course Luke with a lightsaber. Um, yeah, <clears throat> I'm excited Luke's for all pretty these. Good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I wish Luke's robe would be gray or blackish like it was in Jabba's palace, but yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, I I can find one or do something, or it might even be packaged dark. Who knows? Uh, we won't yeah, know until we be- actually see it on the pegs. That's right. This is probably a couple of months away, I would think. I don't think these are going to be out just yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, So there's maybe in every good chance they could um, amend that cloak to be black, because you're right on the card, it's even black. So 
Uh, well, it looks black anyway. So uh, someone had made a few comments that the card art that's been done on these guys is a fair bit of um, digitizing and photoshopping. I don't know if you can see it. It's quite a Pritzley is not bad, but uh, it's a bit of a tweak on some of the other ones, particularly Lando, who looks a little bit surprised. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting, but uh, and Colonel Kraken as well. He's um, that's the looks probably the best of all of the photographs. Yeah, and it seems I, the, I like that figure. I'm yeah, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. He looks pretty cool. And apparently on every and I've just managed to get one the other day in part of the new vintage collection that you can uh, US and I think Canada now uh, can uh, enter into this win a life size Darth Maul, uh, which is kind of cool. I don't know, man. What would you do with a life-size Darth Maul? <laughs> Sell it on eBay and buy lots and lots of sideshow. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the thing to do. I mean, I'm just remembering there's a TV show here in the States called Pawn Stars, and it's like a reality show done about a pawn shop in Vegas. And yep. they get a call from this guy who has some Star Wars memorabilia. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, Star Wars is always good, especially if it's old stuff. And they go down there to check it out. And this guy has a life-size Darth Maul and a life-size Jar Jar Binks that he bought when Episode One first came out. And he's trying to sell it to the pawn shop. And the pawn shop is just like, no, we can't move something like that. We don't, we don't want it. We won't, it won't I sell. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty big. They're pretty big. And, yeah, I don't know what the hell. Well, you know, it's – I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't go back to do a repack of a, a figure or something or a, you know, exclusive figure from a deleted scene or something. But, yeah, it's a life-size Darth Maul. So I guess they'd win to give away or something. And yeah. <laughs> maybe Lucasfilm couldn't take it to the pawn shop. So they thought, hey, we'll give it away. Why not? Yeah, there you go. Steve uh, Sansweet's like, no, I don't want another one. <laughs> you know, these probably are left over from the – you know the promotions they had in 1999 because they had so much of that stuff out there and oh geez yeah i know and it was still easy to you know kind of pull one over on us with jar jar binks and things because we hadn't heard him speak yet and so you'd see pictures of him and you'd be like oh yeah that's cool or you know sort of like in that movie fanboys where uh seth rogan's character has the tattoo of jar jar and anakin on his back and he's like yes, right. jar jar he's gonna next big thing and you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you just laugh about it now oh dear oh boy so the um other figures that were leaked, and yet again, I I, I really want to know what the hell's going on at Sandtroopers.com. Hasbro must be in bed with these guys because if they're not, they've got to be kicking their ass for releasing and leaking all the products. Um, but uh, yeah, we don't you care. You made the comment about them being Hasbro's unofficial PR department or something. They completely. I mean, they're doing the job. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they leak some images, and every Star Wars fan say across the the, the web's like leaked images and. But, uh, yeah, they just seem to keep getting the images. I guess from some store somewhere, um, because the quality is always really small and uh, mm -hmm. they're always kind of tiny. But, look, we get to see these things. So um, I like this this new bunch of stuff. This was the Clone Wars uh, range that was leaked. Um, a very cool-looking uh, Republic Commando boss was in mm -hmm. there. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to get a look at these, but it's, it's all yeah, Clone Wars. Yeah, I was checking them out, yeah. Is that the one with the, the Ahsoka with the underwater gear and stuff That's too? Right. That's yeah. right. That's right. And um, a figure which goes for sometimes up to 40 to $50 is Aayla Sakura. It's a repack. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward geez. to that one. Did, did you ever manage to get one yourself? No, no I didn't. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't buying Clone Wars figures at that time, although she sounded pretty rare. I don't think I would have seen one um, in the yeah. wild. Uh, but she I'm looking forward to that because she's – I've got a pretty hodgepodge of uh, – Clone Wars and like legacy style figures going these days, but some of those aliens mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Shock T and things I think are convincing enough that they cross over pretty well. I think mm -hmm. I have that 
that new Ahsoka or the current Ahsoka in her, you know, her new outfit with the two lightsabers. And yep. aside from no ankles on that, I mean, that's a great figure. And I put it her, is. I put her next to that vintage collection, uh, Anakin Skywalker, and they go great together. Yeah, no, they do. They really do look good. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's a bit of a weird change in this pack. One of the uh, vehicles was the uh, attack recon fighter, which was originally red. Uh, and came packed with an Obi-Wan. But this time, I think Anakin has definitely became the one of the, the hottest figures for kids to collect uh-huh. because Obi-Wan just seems to be peg warmer extraordinaire these days for where I go. Um, yeah. He's just not as hot as Anakin, it seems. Um, in, in a very non-sexual way there. I mean, that, but never mind. You know what I mean. Um, the other one in this thing I wanted to quickly talk about was Rex. Did you get a chance to pick up the Clone Wars Rex? No, um, I have I have the original one like that came out in the first wave, um, and I've never seen any reason to pick up another one, uh, uh, aside from maybe the soft goods that came out on that jetpack one. But I I skipped that. Uh, 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 I'm really hoping this one they don't they, they use the, this the one that came out with the huge ass jetpack to me was yeah. not a great figure at all. But uh, they seem to have just chucked on a new helmet here and. Uh, I don't know. This really worries me. I have a bad feeling about this. That's all I can say. Um, but there we go. More Clone Wars figures leaked. Anything jump out at you that you were like must have or? Um, no, I've been seeing a few of the new packaging stuff on the shelves these days. Um, and I'll get into the packaging in a second. My thoughts on it at least. But the sure. uh, one that I am excited about is the. And I already have a couple bark speeders, but there's a blue and white bark speeder coming out with a phase two clone. And yes. I'm guessing it's not Clone Wars line because I saw it the other day at the store and the body they used for that is that, that same body they have for Captain Fordo and the updated vintage right. phase one clones clones. That's right. And yep. uh, I couldn't tell if it was a removable helmet or not, but he's a good looking clone. Um He is, he is and, definitely. Uh, and so I recommend anybody if you haven't picked up a bark speeder in the past to keep an eye out for that set. It looks like a nice set. Yeah, a, a good friend of ours, uh, Matchstick1984 on YouTube, has a review up of that 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 Phase Two clone, uh-huh. and uh, it is it does have a removable helmet. Oh, in fact, okay. no, it doesn't. My apologies, my apologies, it doesn't. Okay, um, I actually kind of like that because it means the helmet's probably a little more to scale than those big bulky removable ones uh, that they have for the vintage line. Maybe I'm getting confused because I'm sure the one he showed showed was a Clone Wars one. Now, this one is definitely. I mean, unless they're just going to start using that body style because it it works pretty well. It's a nice, it's a skinny. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I, I like that. I like that clone body, and uh, um, I actually picked up a second Captain Fordo just so I can uh, do some customizing of another Arc Trooper or something. Maybe uh, I was inspired by Chad Lucas clones from cu- Custom Action Figure News podcast. He's yeah, been of, uh, <laughs> he's been doing some amazing clone uh, customs recently. Um, <clears throat> I mean the the new Cody he built. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I know you're a Cody no, fan, no. but he used that new uh, clone body and made. Uh, oh, awesome! As he was comparing it to, it's a miniature version of the sh- sideshow Cody. Uh, was the way he was kind of what he was going for on that one, because um, it's got wrist articulation and it's just it's a really nice figure. Uh, the articulation on it. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. No, you're right. I agree with it. The figure is pretty awesome. We're really talking about the vintage collection. Attack of the Clones clone. Yes, yes, that's the yes, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, the ATRT version they did of that, using pretty much the same body, is mm-hmm. he's a stunning figure, really just flawless, in fact, I think, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I picked up two of those guys. I've been trying to get some ATRTs for them now. 
because they're, they're oh, there's, so nice. There's yeah. more coming. Yeah. There's more coming. <laughs> um, and that's the good thing. The Clone Wars does fit the um, the vintage collection ones. If you can find the older green one, it does fit, and it's the exact same color scheme. and Yeah, it's the exact same size. I, I, I did pick up two of them. I didn't realize that there were different molds for the ATRTs, and so I picked up that 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 one that came with either fixer or boil or whatever the yep. action pack. And so it's the color scheme isn't right. I'm thinking I might repaint it, but I like that mold. I don't like the older yeah. mold because it was battery operated somehow and it the joints don't move that much and it's bulky and the walking, right, yeah, yeah. the walking feature is pathetic. I mean the damn thing gets stuck yeah. and it falls <laughs> over and it slips and it's just oh man. So I'm I'm gonna put that thing back up on eBay. Uh, and I'm just gonna try and pick up another of the newer molds and just repaint them. I think we're now into our, uh, we're going to have a fourth version of it, but we're into a third version of that in the Clone Wars, the, the, that little ATRT. Mm-hmm. One was an original, a green one, which okay. actually goes great with a vintage green clone. And then there was this, uh, the other the other one you write, the boil of the wax or the orange version. And then there was a camel kind of uh, Captain Keeley color. And apparently okay. there's a fourth one coming. So uh, you're not going to be short of ATRTs or repaint the one you've got, that's for sure. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's plenty of them. Um, any other new toys and things you had or got? Or you, you said you want to mention some of the packaging. You said you were. Um... Oh yeah, I just I, you know because I've seen some of that new packaging on the uh, the shelves, and I just I can't tell the difference between a Clone Wars figure versus a Movie Heroes figure or whatever the name of yeah. that line is versus just there's there's no distinction to me really that I can tell. I mean, at least yep. with the Saga Legends, I got used to the little orange tab in the corner. Yep. So when I'm flipping through the rows of them, I can tell if it's a Clone Wars or a Saga Legends just by glancing at the corner of it. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, which is, I think is just going to make it, <laughs> I feel really bad for the people who have to stock the shelves and go back and organize them and distinguish or display them with the different prices because the Movie Heroes line is going to be like a dollar cheaper than the Clone Wars line. And and I know with Saga Legends and things, that was confusing when you go in there and you you know, and I can and, and I know about these figures and what, but I mean, your average person at Target, you know, they're all Star Wars figures to them. They don't care. Yeah. Um, no, no. Maybe that's the ploy to make the shelves look a little bit fuller rather than just have them all with Saga Legends. Yeah. You're just going to have them looking as if it's, you know, I don't know, maybe get them hunting through the packs. Yeah. And as but, far as like uh, what they're, I don't like that movie Heroes line. I've been seeing them on the shelves and they're all. They're doing a lot of the battle action stuff where you squeeze their legs yeah. and they, they lift their arms up and, you know, I just... Fart. Yes, yeah, they might as well. Because <laughs> I, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to buy it. I don't like it. I feel like I'm taking a huge step back here. We've got such better molds of these figures out there. And uh, plus it's just obnoxious. Like right now you go out there and there's like three different Obi-Wans and they're all basically the exact same figure on the on the shelf where you've got... The movie heroes one. There's the vintage one, and those are the exact same mold. They just come with different accessories, uh, and that's the same mold that came out a couple of years ago. I don't. I'm just. I'm disappointed a little bit. I did pick up a couple of the new Phantom Menace uh, vintage ones that I saw. I got the Anakin, and I got the the Battle Droid. Um, is the Battle Droid any good? Have you opened it? Is it? Uh, I'm actually. Um, I'm going to open it right here on on the air, um, and I'm, we go live. Yeah, live, yeah, live opening it. I'm, just like I did to that Boba Fett, I'm totally raping the package that upsets you so badly. Um, but I don't care. Um, and actually, I've got, just for comparison, because I know people have been talking about it. I've I can smell the plastic from here. Yeah. <laughs> Pulling him out. That whiff of... Ah. Um, 
I actually I, I borrowed my nephew's uh, that battle droid that came with the DVD Blu-ray or the Blu-ray pack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that was a nice sculpt. I think that was a new sculpt for that. Uh, at least I hadn't seen that one before. Um, and I just kind of wanted to compare the two. I like the head articulation a little better. It's really skinny compared to the other one. It's not as bulky as the the older ones have been. Um, but it's nice, sturdy plastic. It's got all the good articulation. I still wish really? there. Yeah, it's got you know. Well, actually, I like the, I, I like the articulation better on that Blu-ray pack. To tell you the truth, because there's a little bit of swivel in their shoulders, so you can kind of get their arms to cross a little bit in the front and hold a gun. So it's uh, kind of more like the, uh, the the red two-pack you and I used to talk about way back, the Saga Legends two-pack that came out with the red. Right. You know, the Bambi eyes and the note. Yeah, so it's yeah. probably the same mold, I guess. No, it's a it's a totally new mold. Uh, oh, wow. And it, it folds hey. up nicely into that little position that they do when they come off the ships and they're all racked up. Yep. Although it's kind of funny because when you don't have a rack to attach it to, it looks like he's just pooping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just all squatted down. And... Uh, Oh dear! Oh, God, we'll get some great titles for this show. Excellent. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, that's that looks like a good figure. I'll check them out some more. I've been army army building. I did I did army building my clones during the months of November and December. Um, and I've got all kinds of Jedi, and they've all got their own little squads now. And and now I'm kind of army building my separatist forces a little bit because those the Saga Legends were on sale here uh, right before the holidays, and yeah. I've got. I already had two or three of those packs of the red guys where you got the two. And yep. uh, I during the holidays, I've got three or four more that I bought that I haven't even opened yet. They're just sitting there uh, waiting to open. Um, yeah, there's vintage. Customized. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been getting into the custom stuff these days. Uh, over the holidays, I bought myself some paint. I bought myself some sculpting stuff. And uh, I did some experiments on making some pouches and, like, ammo holders. And I even built this cool knife. Mm-hmm. Uh, sheath type thing that goes around a, an ankle or a, a shin. Um, I was just experimenting, so I did it on a bunch of the old Power of the Force Sand Troopers. I was thinking about building a squad out of them, and so I did some experimenting. I did a little bit of the the boil and pop method, which I've never been able to successfully do, but I was able to finally accomplish that. And I think I might have that technique a little bit more down. Uh, nice. So the sculpting is a lot of fun. I can't wait to actually get into some. You know, some faces or, I don't know. You know, I see guys like Sith Lord 30 on the, or, uh, uh, oh, what's his name? Sith Buyer 30 on on, oh, yeah, on yeah, Facebook yeah. And, and stuff. And, you know, his stuff is just amazing, the sculpts that he does. So I hope to one day possibly even touch that type of uh, uh, of talent. Quality, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's just, it has this movie quality. It's just unreal, that guy. Yeah, and it's at 118th uh, scale, which is even more impressive. Um, oh, is it? I didn't realize. Wow. Oh, yeah. No, these are all the same scale uh, that, that you and I are collecting, aside from your sideshow stuff. Uh, but uh, I also did a little bit of painting. Uh, I took a, I had a, I had a couple of uh, TIE Fighter pilots from comic packs. It was Hobby and Biggs. Um you know, there were rebels in disguise or mm-hmm, infected, mm-hmm. but they, they had these open face TIE fighter helmets, which I just hated. Um, and so I bought a couple of molded or uh, cast uh, TIE fighter pilot helmets and heads from Clonehead, who uh, he has an eBay store, but he's he's on uh, Imperial Shipyards quite a bit with his custom work. But I kind of bought a couple of those heads and then I painted them, had to do the face paints. Eyes are very, very hard to paint, let me tell you. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> 
So I made a couple of new TIE fighter pilots because I picked up the TIE bomber over the holidays. Um, what else did I do? I picked Excellent. up that the Return of the Jedi Boba Fett that came out on the vintage hard, um, and it was using that oh, yeah. that older sculpt. Older sculpt, yeah. Yeah, and the head, the face paint on it was horrible. There was no black on his mask, and they didn't put any silver highlights. So I went and I painted those on there, and I have to say, it really makes that figure stand out a lot more. Um, and then I've been it's doing such a. Sh- yeah, I was just going to say, it's such a shame when you go from that really, you know, the, the primo vintage collection one with the silver and the yeah. chrome and the blaster, and then you go back to this Return of Revenge of the Jedi card if you're lucky enough to get it, and it's just like an old repack. Yeah, anyway. it was, yeah, it was disappointing. Really bad yeah. paint job. I was, I was really disappointed. So I touched that up, and I'm a lot happier with it now. And the uh, the last thing I've been doing is uh, I, I've been buying a lot, or as many as I can get my hands on, of the. Uh, the rebel soldiers, the uh, the ones with the blue coats, the black vest, and the white helmets. Um, the original rebel guys. Oh, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I've been trying to army build those. I think I got four or five of them, and I've been doing head swaps with other random figures from the collection so that they're all different. Um, with the the Endor, pi- or the, the Endor commandos, I had to, because uh, it's all the same guy. And so I've been doing head swaps, but I've also painted beards on one of them, uh, trying to make all them different and <laughs> this is a little rant that i wanted to do i have to say that uh hasbro has got to get more african-american head sculpts out there they have that's so true oh my gosh they have three basically three endor troops one of them is actually from the video game battle force or whatever that battlefront yep. uh one of them's from that game but that the endor the the black Endor trooper they did a few years ago, and then the current one they're doing right now are all the exact same head sculpt. Um, that's just a little disappointing, I thought. And I thought it was the same head sculpt that they put on that that uh, that Red Five pilot from the Endor or not yet, the Battle of Endor sets that Toys R Us had, but that's yeah, yeah. slightly different. Might just be a paint job, but it's a slightly different head. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I yeah. The other thing I've been doing is I, like I said, with the DC Legos, my nephew was way into that, and so he went and got a bunch of old Lego heads that had the faces rubbed off and things. And so I made him a Robin and a Bane and a Lex Luthor and a Joker. He had had one of his Lego magazines and I just saw the pictures of him and was able to repaint the faces and make them for his, for his figures. And so we got, he's got a bunch of custom Lego guys that I painted for him right now. Very uh, cool. Yeah. Well, it seems that the, the Phantom Menace uh, vintage collection seems to be heading pretty much everywhere, I think, uh, um, even reached here, so, uh, <laughs> which it? is unheard of. Hell yeah. So uh, it's flying off the shelves here, but already I can see it. The um, the ones which we, we see uh, as peg warmers, as you, you get there and you think, damn it, someone's already bought them all. And mm-hmm. So you find up little bits and pieces. So I've managed to pick up uh, Quinlan Voss and, and Darth Sidious, which I have to oh, say are cool. really Excellent figures. Yeah, those are two I'm looking forward to. Quinlan is uh, articulated to the max, uh, painted beautifully. Uh, he's just great. Absolutely, what a great figure. And what a great base figure to buy to then customize, swap ahead. Mm. You've got a mega Jedi, because he's basically Jedi robes, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Another one, Darth Sidious, is um, probably one of the best made capes I've ever seen. Or cape, I keep seeing cape. Um, robe. Oh, cool. Uh, in, the, in the kind of Star Wars universe. Beautiful. And again, underneath him is just begging for customizers, I think. This black, a really well-articulated body. Yeah, so I saw those in the pictures. And those look great. You know, literally, uh, it's one, I think, the customizers, again. A friend of mine sold his uh, recent, uh, the vintage collection, um, 
uh, Palpatine card. Do you remember the one that came out? It came out last year. Yeah. Uh, but Palpatine was on a card, and he sold it for $80. Uh, that's how hard it is to get some of these Darth Sidious and Palpatine figures. So if you see them, wow. be aware of how much they're worth. And I think it's because people want to customize them for Jedi, for Sith. Mm-hmm. You know, you, t- you take everything off, and you've got a beautiful articulated body. All you need, head swap, you're done. Mm-hmm. You because know, most most of the bad guys always have black and curly mustaches anyway. So what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. But um, you said that uh, you're seeing them on the shelves. There are any standing out as being the peg warmer uh, there for you? Uh, oh, without a doubt, the one that's the peg warmer, I think, is Obi Wan. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Queen Amidala. Queen Amidala. Oh, really? Obi-Wan. Oh no, for me, it's the Obi Wan. I have seen nothing but Obi Wans. I looked out and I saw the, <laughs> I saw the Anakin and the battle droid, and they were the only ones. And so I bought them up right then and there. Okay. And and those were even the ones that I was kind of on the fence about because uh, you know uh, I do want to get I want to get that Sidious figure I want to get the Darth Maul I want the uh, you know I'm not sure about the Naboo pilot I definitely want the Quinlan Boss um, but I don't know about the Pod Racers I'm definitely not picking up the Obi Wan or, or Qui Gon. Uh, oh, the the Qui Gon's awful I think he's just it's Rolf from the Muppets yeah still. it's still yeah. Just can't get his hair. It's awful. It's terrible. But um, at least it's not got that kind of action sequence. That, you know the you know pull my leg I fart thing. The the you know the the lightsaber built into the hand. The movie heroes version. Oh jeez. Um, so so you know they're 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 good. But the Obi Wan is just you know it, it's just another Obi Wan from you know uh, we've had that kind of figure less than a year and a half ago anyway. Yeah. And there was plenty of them. So it's kind of. Um, yeah, no, no wonder Obi Wan's getting left on the shelf. So, uh, but yeah, the, look, there's some good figures, and I love the way the um, Steve Sith Lord two two nine. You should check out his reviews if if no one has. Um, he picked up pretty much the whole wave, I think, uh, uh, or, or he seems to be on a quest to pick up the whole wave. He has gone uh, Phantom Menace not. crazy. He has, hasn't he? And he said he wouldn't as well. So Steve, oh, I know. Listening. I was kind of. You said you wouldn't. Yeah. I was. Yeah, I'll razz you here. Yeah, exactly. You said you weren't Steve. You said you were just going to keep it. You know what you had, but. You did it. Well, you said the same thing too, Fly Guy, with your sideshows. Well, I've only bought two. I've only bought two. Oh, no, don't get me started. I know. The dark side, it is everywhere, let me tell you. But um, I love the, the vintage card back and the uh, the kind of recreation of the original 12 was really nice. The original 12 colors. So uh, Yeah, they look really good on the back. It's uh, good, yeah. Kudos to Hasbro. That's a nice touch on that vintage card. The, the, uh, they still look pretty damn good. Um, okay, probably enough Hasbro, I think. Um, some other things that kind of got leaked just to wrap it up on the toy stuff, I think. Uh, Lego Star Wars Planets is a tiny range of a little ship, a little minifigure, and a huge-ass, rather useless Christmas ornament of a planet. Um <laughs> Seriously, I'm telling you. I just I picked up CDs one yesterday. They were in a, a version of a, a Walmart kind of store here called Big W, uh-huh. and um, they're great little sets. Um, the ships are kind of cool. The minifigure in the stand is by far the best thing of the set. There's a little embossed, not embossed, but uh, a little silver painted Lego and Star Wars logo and the titles on the little base plate the figure stands on. That the micro sets are really eh, they're not so bad. They're just little micro. I mean, normally you guys get them at Target for four ninety nine, little kind of goodie bags of uh, of Lego you can build, mm-hmm. micro ships and stuff. So at fourteen dollars here for uh, uh, chucking in a minifigure in a stand, it's a little bit much. But um, so the three we've picked up there's a tie interceptor, the Naboo Starfighter, and the other one is a very hard to get um, uh, minifigure Sebulba. Um, so. Uh, 
and he's he only comes in a pretty expensive set, so it's definitely one that um, I can understand why uh, that that one's definitely not the peg warmer. The peg warmer is the Naboo pilot. Surprise, mm-hmm. surprise. <laughs> um, but what we're talking about here is Lego Star Wars Planet Set Series Two images got leaked, and I have to say this didn't come from Sand Troopers for once. Uh, it came from a, a very cool French website called Hoth Bricks. And the Series 2 is one that's definitely going to fly off the shelf is an ATST and a pilot. Um, and another one that's going to fly off the shelf, which is um, Jack Porkins. We're going to get a little fatty minifigure. Uh, <laughs> Andy's X-Wing. And the final one in the set, which probably could fly off the shelves, I think, for some people, is a Lobot, which is an ultra-rare minifigure. So, uh, huh. and he comes... Yeah, and he comes with a little uh, Bespin Cloud Car set. Nice. So, uh, yeah. And are the so, and so the the ships are mini. Like the figures don't fit into the ships. No, no, not at all. They're, okay. they're very they're very mini scale. But the planets are huge ass big bubbles that do nothing. The they, uh, I don't know. And they're not even made out of Legos. They're just a ball. No, they're painted. just a big ball of. I'm kind of doing a kind of. Monty Python there with a kind of uh, the horse, but <laughs> right. you know, two um, yeah, oh, it's just plastic things that fit together. Okay, yeah. Huh. If you're looking for a very cheap bra, then maybe that may work for you. But it's uh, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I think one of the reasons why I think this has happened yet again is uh, very quickly Hasbro and um, Lego definitely had a bit of a, a kind of uh, spat with each other, and it was all about the micro for the minifigures getting released as magnets and keychains and they were getting a little bit peeved i think that uh lego were going on to their licensed area which is hasbro has the right to produce figures of all sizes i think they just then license out to sideshow and, and others and bits and pieces so all uh-huh. star wars figures i think are owned by by hasbro the license and that's why magnets lego magnets if you've ever bought any recently they used to come in bricks and you would just take them off toss the crap magnet and you you got a you know a low cost uh, minifigure yeah. that they've been glued for the last uh, year or so so uh, okay. i think this is lego's way of trying to get it into the market again they're adding you know the planet they're adding the little ship and that's mm-hmm. their way of saying that you know it's actually a little lego set so yeah, I bought a bunch of those keychains and, you know, did the method where you just pull the chain out of the top and yeah. you a little hole in the top of the head. But, I mean, for the most part, it looks okay. I even took the chain from the Slave Leia and then put it around her neck so she has a little chain that hangs off of her now. Um, You're just so into bulge. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Where's that Ahsoka figure from the comic books? No, I'm kidding. Never uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> mind. Yeah. Yeah, and then to finish off the Lego sets, I you know went and raided my nephew's huge bin of Legos and stole a bunch of weapons. So I have you know the stormtroopers and Boba Fett all have guns now. And uh, excellent. Yeah. Well, it's, as you say, sometimes it's really uh, it's the only way you can get these these figures. Um, and the last one, these are all sets that are coming. So series two will come out later on in the year. That's kind of July-ish uh, for the latter half of the year. Um, but there's some other sets that have been leaked out there from Lego, and there's some very cool sets in here. Look, really quickly, uh, we're getting a Desert Skiff, a replacement on the old, I think it was a 2000 release. Um, you're getting a, a, a ship from the Star Wars The Old Republic game. It's called a Striker Republic Starfighter. Hmm. You're getting, uh, yeah, I know, uh, Sayesi Tint, and there's some images here on our site. You'll probably have to click through because I think the images have been removed by Lego from everywhere. But... Uh, <laughs> They're not happy, I think, these because uh, they're, they're stamped with confidential everywhere. But oh, things nice. like the Desert Skiff, you get a little... Um, uh, you obviously get the Skiff, you get Boba Fett, and you get a little mini Sarlacc, 
which is kind of cool. Um, so this is Lego still, right? This is still Lego. This is still okay. Lego. Uh, Sayesi Tin Starfighter, a Gungan sub, um, Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar for 2012. 2011 has been such a popular sale that 2012 is already it's made. Nice. <laughs> um, I wish I had picked up one of those 2011 ones. Those were pretty neat with the little mini things. Well, you're fortunate enough that you've got a Lego store uh, probably close to you, and they certainly mm-hmm. were selling them off cheap because they're printed on the box 2011. Yeah. If they just kept it called Advent Calendar, it would have been, uh, they could probably get a resold it. But uh, True. Some cool little sets in there, um, particularly the Darth Maul with the Santa outfit is probably going to be the biggest sale of it. Oh, no, uh, that's for 2012. That's for 2012, yeah. <laughs> so, um, exactly. Uh, what else have we got? The Malevolence. Some of the images are all uh, preliminary right now, so the sets don't look quite finalized, uh, but it gives you an idea of what you're going to get. Um, yep, the Malevolence. And the one I love the best, they're going to release a Jabba's Palace, which looks pretty damn cool. So you're going to get a big fat Jabba and uh, a Bomar Monk. Uh, for some reason, cool. Aayla Secura's in there. I don't know. This is all preliminary stuff, but uh, a Bib Fortuna, a Gamorrean, all this kind of stuff. So, loads of kind of bush, bush the bounty hunter, and uh, so there we go. That's that's it. Any other new toys you've heard of, or you uh, in stores, or? Um, I've been I I've, I've been keeping an eye out in the stores recently as I've been going around. You know, there's there's two WalMarts, two Targets, and a Toys R Us in my area, and. Uh, a couple of them are getting in, like you could tell, like a box or two of the new vintage wave. Um, and but those are, you know, they're real hit and miss. You either have to get there right away, or you're stuck getting an Obi Wan. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've been seeing, yeah, I've been seeing that Darth Maul packaging popping up everywhere. I mean, I was even at the local CVS here, which is just a, a drugstore that they have uh, in every little town, um, and they've got a bunch of them swinging from the pegs. Granted, they're about three dollars more expensive there than they are at Target. So I, you know, I'm always tempted because I, you know I go there for basic grocery items or whatever, and I'm there and I'm like, oh look, they got Star Wars toys. I should get one. And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna pay thirteen dollars for you know this figure that I see everywhere else. You know, <laughs> I have to talk myself out of buying stuff just because it's there sometimes. Oh, you, me, and the rest of the people who probably listen to this show—that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think the one that I hate the most is going, like I said, going on these toy runs. Oh, and what I was getting at was that a lot of the shelves are really bare right now. Like, they even have the new display up, but there aren't anything hanging on the pegs because they're waiting for the the 30th or whenever to put them out. Um, Whereas a couple of stores are putting them out early. Um, Well, I was going to say it's kind of broken worldwide. The UK, definitely Australia, and definitely the US, most of the stores have released stuff. So it's only those that maybe haven't, you know, they're they're just still holding on to it. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yes, uh, it looks. Still, let me tell you, thirteen dollars is still a bargain price for figures. That's for sure. But uh, try living. Did here, you buy but, a bunch uh, of figures while you were here in the states? Oh, and send, did, did my you mail case. them back to yourself, or did you fill up your suitcase? No. Well, one of the cool things I did was uh, when, as soon as I arrived in the hotel. So for those listening, I spent a couple of weeks in Hawaii, uh, which is obviously part of the U.S. and therefore gets lots and lots of toys and has a Lego store, which was just great fun mm-hmm. in the Ala Moana Center. If you ever get a chance to go. And uh, met a couple of cool staff in there, and they were just as big fanatics as I was about Star Wars and Batman. And 
And um, all I did was I placed some orders there and I bought some stock. But I also went on to Lego.com, which had some sets available and went on to Amazon and a few other U.S. stores. Sometimes it's difficult to get things here, too. Mm-hmm. And I got them shipped to the hotel room. So my case, I think when I went through the X-ray scans, <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy must have thought, what the hell is this guy got? It was like clothes? No, I I don't need no clothes. I just need clothes. <laughs> it's just full of toys. And uh, I kind of went nuts with Marvel Universe. There was a sale on at Walmart mm-hmm. and Target. And um, again, you, you get figures at $7, $8, and uh, even $12 for some 12-inch figures. And just, A, you don't get them here, and B, they're way more expensive. Yeah. So... Um, Yes, I had to. I had to do what you did. I kind of raped all the packaging and put them in little Ziploc bags and had them inside <laughs> socks and things. And so they get yeah, yeah. I kind of went nuts. Yeah, I kind of went nuts. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was I so mean, cheap. to be expected. Yeah, I would. I would think so. I mean, I quite right. I did pick up because they're they're clearing out some of the old vintage figures at uh, some of the WalMarts. They're, they've got them marked down to like five dollars. Granted, it's all Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and a couple of other figures, which I already have or didn't want in the first place. But I did, I talked myself into, because after hitting four stores and not seeing anything to buy, when I saw those, I was like, well, I got to get myself something. I got to get that fixed today. So I bought the, I bought another General Lando Calrissian, which I'm going to just do a head swap on and have another, you know, uh, uh, rebel command or general standing around in the diorama somewhere. Nice. If I ever move into a place and can take my fears out to display them again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. The, the bursting at the seams is, oh, God, let's not even go there. Um, look, to fix, let me tell you, I know exactly what you, you mean. And, and one of the problems I think we're just discussing is trying to get availability, trying to get the price. It's hard. Um, and it's a bit of a segue, but definitely our sponsor here, we should definitely tell about them, bigbadtorso.com. These guys get thousands of new toys in every week, pre-orders and new arrivals, tons, absolutely tons. If you've seen any of our uh, newsletters that we post up onto to the website, it's a long newsletter every week. That's just some of the toys that they get in stock. It's not all of them, just some of them. So even some of the ones that's in the newsletter this week, uh, one of the, the pre-orders that they've got in is the Hot Toys Movie Master uh Iron Man, it's Mark 2.0. Not a lot of Star Wars this week in this week's newsletter, but they certainly have all the stuff that Whit and I have talked about, all the Phantom Menace figures, all the vintage collection. They're all up for pre-order mm-hmm. or, or, or they're to purchase. And the good thing about it is if you're not in the U.S., you can get these shipped worldwide. So if you want to have a look on there. But one of the ones that's catching my eye this week is the uh, the Iron Man, and it's just it, it's absolutely Robert Downey Jr. That's why I stuck a photograph on there. Um, and he's Iron Man Mark One suit and... It's it's uh, priced at 199, but that's still 20 bucks off the price that you'll get to see at Sideshow, which is the, the the US distributor for Hot Toys. So, yeah. as we said earlier on, you want your Sideshow stuff, head on to Big Bad. At least you'll save you 20 20 bucks on each one, 10 bucks on each one. Um, and those Hot Toys, they're they're amazing characters. I mean, it's just like you said, it's Robert Downey Jr. or like the Superman one. That's Christopher Reeves. Oh, and, you know, oh yeah, it is. The Superman one's another one. It's spot on. Yeah. If uh, and of course, that Luke Skywalker wanna... that came out that best. Oh, that's I know another one that's just. Uh... And if you've seen any of the reviews or, or seen any of these products before, they come with uh, you name it. They come with interchangeable arms and all sorts of features and bits and bobs. But uh, 
Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking figure, I have to say. But they've got loads of stuff. Definitely a big pile of Batman this week. If you've uh, if you're a Batman fan, my God, they've got Batman everywhere. Uh, Scarface, uh, the Avengers. That's going to be such a big movie next year. And they've got some of the pre-orders up again at some uh, reduction in prices. Another, another Masters, cool thing I oh, saw that they had um, is they actually got the exclusive on this, and it's a uh, GI Joe seven figure sets, and they have. Uh, Slaughter Marauders and the uh, Zartan and his biker gang. I can't remember what they're called at the moment, but those look like some pretty cool sets, and they're all updated figures. And um, the the new GI Joe figures are pretty. I mean, not that the old ones weren't, but they're they're all really cool, and they're they're just a little bit taller than Star Wars. But some of the figures blend right in, or else they're good for customs and stuff. But yeah, that's an exclusive of theirs. Those two GI Joe battle packs, um, and they're a good deal. I think they're only like forty five, fifty bucks for the set, and you get seven figures in it. The, the, the cool thing about G.I. Joe figures, I think you just said, is it's all the accessories. They come with so much stuff, backpacks yeah. and super cool rifles. And, and it's all, it's <laughs> not just war stuff. It's like space stuff, too. There's kind of, uh, oh, anyway, yeah. getting excited. I bought, I bought some G.I. Joe stuff, too, while I was in the States, so let me tell you. So <laughs> thanks to Big Bad Toy Store. But there we go. So check them out, BigBadToyStore.com, and uh, check out their hot uh, pre-orders and new arrivals. Anything else toy-wise that you're uh, looking forward to come that you've seen that we've not yet covered? Or um, now you, you did say you were going to review this this uh, uh, White Boba Fett, actually, we should say. Oh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, so I, I ordered four of those guys. I'm going to do – I opened up one. I'm going to keep one on the card. I'm not a carded figure, but I kept last rocket-firing <laughs> one on the card just because. And so I figured – you know, I, I ordered a bunch of these things just because I had proofs to purchase, and uh, so might as well keep one on card just for the fun of it. Uh, and then the other two, I'm gonna I'm gonna open them up. I'm gonna customize them. Um, I'm kind of thinking I would like to do. There were a couple of uh, Mandalorians uh, who trained the uh, clone commando groups uh, from the Republic Commando That's series, right. um, and I really I really enjoyed that, that those series. I'm you know I really like all the sort of the Mandalorian uh, lore and stuff that they get into in those books. Um, I can see why uh, uh, Nancy uh, is such a uh, uh, Mandalorian Mando fan, yeah, Mando yeah, fan yeah, yeah. after reading those books. Uh, so I was thinking about doing a couple of those guys, uh, Scarada, and I forget the other guy's name, but one of them's like a gold Mandalorian, and the other one's kind of a black. And so I'm getting into the painting a little bit. It's it's pretty fun. I need to figure out some sort of clear coat to protect it because the beautiful faces I painted on my nephew's Legos have all chipped off almost already. Um, ah, yeah, they're really nice paints. They glow on really nice, and they're pretty opaque, and they have a nice gloss to them. Um, but they you know, I need to figure out some way to keep them from chipping off. Uh, so it's all learning process, and you know, I'm sure I'll be bugging uh, Chad Lucas clones more. He's been doing those amazing clones we mentioned earlier, and he's really gotten good at his painting. Uh, so I'll be bugging you soon, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, hopefully you'll do some of the. I love the some of the the, the stuff you've done in the past, and if you've never listened to a uh, podcast, I was going to see the Whitcast. There you go. Um, if you've never listened to our podcast, our podcast of the past, um, uh, definitely Whit is uh, the creative one here, and he does all the customizing, and uh, he's done some awesome stuff for his, his nephew. Must be one of the luckiest dudes in the planet, I'm telling you. Uh, your Boba Fett blaster for last year, the stuff you did to the helmet. Yeah. Um, oh, you did loads of stuff, and um, you really, hopefully, one of these days you'll make a video because you've got loads of photographs of it. But I think it would be good to see some of the. Uh, the videos of it, of you doing this stuff. So uh, yeah, maybe. I hope so. I mean, I did. I did look out and I picked up that Republic attack shuttle at Christmas time when it was. It, oh, fantastic! Not, not as low as it went. It went down to like twenty two dollars, but I got it for twenty nine dollars <gasps> with free shipping uh, from Amazon. 
And I wasn't planning to get it, but I did pick it up. And the Republic Commandos, they go great in the back of that thing. And it's it's kind of a cool ship. Yeah. But I definitely want to weather it. It's way too clean. Oh, yeah, it's way too clean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. mine's ready to weather too. Yeah. Well, I need to see how to weather it like a pro. So you need to show me what to do. And uh, Okay, I'll, so, uh, I'll do a video You need to make one. a video. You need to make a video of that one, I think. Because, again, it goes back to the, the days when uh, you and I were talking about that awesome – Oh, and here I go again. Amazon had a deal, and long story short, I after selling my Millennium Falcon for years of pangs, going, why did I do that? Why did I do that? <laughs> I ended up getting another one uh-huh. uh, at a much discounted price. So it's come back, and I've bought it again with the intention of the weathering that you were talking about. I don't know whether you eventually did it or not. I only got that first half done. I still haven't done the second half. Did you? <laughs> and the damn thing is it's storage, half. too. I mean, when it's sitting on a table, you don't even notice because you don't see the bottom of it. But where it, the way it's in my storage unit right now, it's too big to put ah, the box. Okay. So it's sort of propped up on top of a couple of things. And I always I can see the bottom of it when I go in there now. So it's always like, one of these days, I'll get to you, I promise. One of these days, one of these days. Yeah. I know, I know. I love Customer, opening my storage unit these days because I've got two AT-AT walkers and the Millennium Falcon all sitting there looking at you from the corner when you open it up. <laughs> it must be like the, the smell of plastic in there must be immense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I've just got boxes and boxes of uh, toys here everywhere. Uh, my friend came over one day and he was all excited at my nephew's action playset or travel playset thing. It's the, the little carrying case that came with the exclusive Sergeant Brick figure. Um, and you put a bunch of figures in it, and it's the board game for that Star Wars dice playing game that they have. Um, and so he filled it up with Lego figures, and he was showing it off to a friend of mine, going, look, you know, it's a travel playset, and I can take it anywhere, and I got all my figures, and they set them up on it. So he comes over and teases me, and he's like, well, you're supposed to be the toy one. Do you have a travel playset? And just then I happen to have in the back of my van all of my figures because they just come from my storage unit, and I've got like three or four big office boxes just full of figures. I mean, absolutely full full of figures <laughs> i opened those up he's like okay you win that's a trap play set you can do whatever you want to with those <laughs> <laughs> oh dear all right I, I i i know what you mean with the uh, the storage and stuff it seems most of these days half of my stuff uh, stays in, in some kind of storage and you just you get displaying it's really hard and at the rate these, these cool things come out so uh, you got to be really critical i think sometimes your collections you know i'm only going to stick to this but yeah Letting it go is hard. It's hard. It really well, I always, is. I always wonder about those guys that keep them on cards because then you essentially just end up yeah. with with your own like warehouse in the back of all yeah. of these things that are ready to go up on the shelf. And it always makes me feel bad because I, I love to open and play with the toys, even if it's just setting them up in little dioramas or just standing them up and going, wow, that looks cool. Um, you know, these poor souls are trying to get every single one mint on card and completing the collection, and then they don't even get to play oh, with them. I just... I, I, I know. I don't understand it. Um, yeah. I think some of them buy openers. Some of them buy openers, but... Yeah, like I listened yeah, to Ernie on Star Wars fancy. Action News, and he used to have the rule of three or something, where he would oh, one to open and one to keep on card and one for something else, and just... Wow. <laughs> that would just get out of hand yep. for me so quickly. Yep. Um, I know. And then the thing that always scares me is just, you know, what if a flood happens or a fire or something like oh. that, and nobody ever got to play with those toys? This is true, man. This is true. It'd be such a shame that, that, as you said one day when we, I think the little strap line for one of the shows or your site was they're meant to be played with. Yeah. And I, so uh, I'd actually like to throw this out there to our listeners. You know, leave some comments on the Facebook. You know, what type of collector are you and why? I'm not. I'm not. I'm, don't take me the wrong way here. I'm not putting down people who keep collecting a card. Um, you know, collecting is collecting to each their own. Uh, I'm just curious. I'd, I'd like to know why 
you know, what appeals to people and why they collect and how they collect. Yeah, for sure. I think it's one of the things we always talked about doing as a kind of special in the podcast was, you know, really getting into collecting. What do you collect? Why do you collect it? How do you store it? Uh, you know, why do you do it this way? And just listen to everyone's kind of different kind of stories. So we'll, oh, one day, one day we'll go into this. But um, anyway, I don't know whether there's anything else. There's a couple of reviews I've done up on Link Steve, uh, Sithlord229, who couldn't be here today, has, again, he's just, he's reviewed the entire Phantom Menace. So just go and check out his channel. I'm not going to list them all because you think he's pretty much got them all. And if he hasn't got them all, he will he, soon. He's got them coming. He will soon. He's yeah. gone Phantom, the Phantom Menace tart that he is. He's, he said he wouldn't, but he's done it. Oh, and he's gone, um, he's gone HD now too, I noticed. He's gone HD, that's right. Yeah. He's gone HD and he's, uh, he's, he's tarted up his channel with some other bits and pieces in his blog. So, yep, definitely. Yeah, he's really definitely check Facebook. He's, I see his little cute little icon pop up on there all the time. I know, yeah, I know. That know, little know. Darth Maul looks great. It is. And that's from another reviewer as well online. Um, uh, anyway, that's another story. But uh, definitely uh, head on to um, youtube.com slash Sithlord229 and have a look at his, um, all these Phantom Meh figures. <laughs> and um, sorry, Jamie. Jamie and uh, the, our Facebook page will be killing me for saying that. But there we go. I had to get it in there. Um, <laughs> and I'll have a couple of reviews of some of the, I think, cooler figures from the Phantom Meh wave. And uh, we'll bung them up and put them in YouTube. Mm-hmm. But there's some others out there. If you, uh, We haven't done a show since December. There's... 12-inch Battle Droids, Savage Opress, or Savage, um, 12-inch Commander Gree, which is rather damn cool, and another one from a, a local store here, shopforme.com.au, diorama backgrounds, which are uh, pretty cool that these guys make. Those are cool. I saw your your review on those. They are. They are very, very cool. And I just met with them at the LEGO convention the other day, and uh, they did a ton more, and they'd um, yeah, they're making some good stuff, so... Jabba's Palace and a sand desert scene and yeah they're doing some good stuff nice so um, look it was good to have you back man really really nice to hear from you again and um, I hope you can join us again for more in 2012 I hope so we as well we may be a little I know we may be a little less shows this year but they'll be hopefully more regular that's what we're trying to do that's the that's the method and the madness but we'll see how it goes and um you can find Wit at dbsw.net. That's by the and also yeah. you're on Facebook too. Uh, I, I am is... on Facebook, and it's I couldn't do four letters, so it's distracted by Star Wars. Facebook.com slash distracted by Star Wars. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, still cool. Yeah, and of course I'm on Twitter as well at you know at dbsw. Uh, you know dbsw has been a little slow the last couple of months, but I think I'm getting back more into a routine and. Uh, yeah, and I'm trying to be a little bit more picky uh, about what I post on there. Um, I, I can't keep up with Tumblr anymore. It's gotten way too overloaded. Um, and I just I don't have the time. Uh, I'm not on the internet as much as I used to be. And so there is, you know, you're going to see stuff on my blog that's been on other, you know, popular geek blogs recently. But I don't care. You know, these are my distractions. <laughs> I'm posting what I want to post when I want to post. Um but I encourage people, you know, if you if you want to send me pictures of your collection, if you want to send me whatever that distracted you, do it on the Facebook page. Please do. I, you know, I encourage people to to start conversations there, um, and it's a great forum for that. Definitely. No, I love these guys. They've been fantastic, and it's been really cool posts and, and recent stuff. Michael Lavero and a few others have posted some stuff over Christmas and. 
Yes, definitely some good stuff. And on your page too, I noticed you've been posting a lot more recently. So um, uh, yeah, good to see you back, man. Good to hear you too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm really glad to be back. I've, like I said, I've been itching to talk Star Wars. Almost, almost did a uh, no, solo no, podcast no, no. <laughs> just because I wanted to talk. <laughs> I have so much to talk about. Yeah. Well, uh, cool. Look, tune in and listen to us. Uh, follow us on the, uh, oh, good God, facebook.com uh, slash uh, BCA podcast and uh, the website. And we're on all sorts of things. Uh, and you can head to uh, flyguy.net, www.flyguy.net. And there's links to all this stuff from there as well, all the Facebook and the podcast and all that. And Steve's website and wits too. So uh, that's episode 28. And uh, we will see you for... Um, the next episode, and uh, I think we're going to call this one something in the lines of Beth Sith or Squeeze My Legs, I Fart, Pooping Battle Droid. I'll, I'll try and squeeze that one into the title. Thank I, you for all those titles. Well, uh, yeah, I, I vote for uh, Beth Sith on that one. I think we're Beth Sith. I think we'll get the pooping in there some now. But, uh, <laughs> it has to be innuendo somewhere. All right, listeners, we'll see you soon. That's all from me. Yeah, may the force be with you all. Thanks for listening. Cheers. This is Chris Walken, and I've got a fever. And the only prescription is a boring conversation anyway. Boring conversation anyway.